The Blacksmith's Capital Research website, newsletter, and related social media posts, content, and podcasts are provided for general informational purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Technical Tuesdays. I'm your host, Mohamed Traore of Blacksmith's Capital Research. My apologies for the late episode for one, but I've been dealing with a little bit of an eye infection and just some allergy things getting over. So I'm your four eyes for the day due to the no contacts. Uh, but anyways, without further ado, let's just get to it. Today, we are going over moving averages, exponential moving averages, and RSI, which is relative strength index. So these are very, very important indicators to know, very important technical analysis as well as something I'm going to be going over uh, in about a week or two here is support lines and resistance lines. And moving average is very important to this as is exponential moving average and RSI can really play a factor as well. As uh, RSI is something that is called a momentum indicator. So it's something that's good to look at to see if stocks are more in a bullish trend or a bearish trend. And for people that end up getting into things like algorithmic trading, which is where you're basically using uh, computer programming to automate your trading for you or to give you examples of when uh, certain price movements happen for, for diff different indicators to give you entry points, exit points, and, and just all things of that nature. But today we'll be going over uh, target and the target actual price chart to have an idea of what these indicators actually are. So first and foremost, just gonna let you know, this is Yahoo Finance platform and not owned by me or Blacksmith's Capital Research. It's something I really like to use to do my analysis. So interval, I'm gonna be setting it at one day for this. And I'm gonna be using the candles as well, put the candlestick chart. If you change your intervals to different days, like let's say for moving average, I change my interval to one minute, two minute, five minute. What you would then be doing is changing your moving average to then go off of the one minute interval or the two minute interval. So let's say we did a 20 day moving average. What would end up happening if you change your interval to five minutes is that you would be calculating that 20 day moving average over 25 minute periods. So it's not a full day. So it's just best to use indicators like this on the one day but you can as well definitely use this on technical analysis for other time ranges. Just have to be careful that you're really paying attention to the time range that you're using. So you do the analysis correctly, but just going to go over real quick, you know, just uh, Investopedia is another great resource, always, always available for you. And just want to say that it's something great to use. It's just absolutely invaluable. So here's that price chart on target real quick. And then when we look here as well, yeah, we have moving averages on Investopedia. So yeah, it's something you could just type in on here, get some quick um, education on technical analysis. So it just tells you what a moving average is, how it's calculated, ways to understand it, how people use them in trading signals. Same thing with exponential moving averages, right? Um, and then, there's another article on comparing the differences between the simple and exponential moving averages. You get to see the difference in how they're calculated, some key differences on how they're used. There's an article on momentum indicator, relative strength index as well, uh, how it 
uh, began being used, how people like to use it, just a quick video on it as well to kind of explain it to you. There's all great, all types of great things on here for technical analysis patterns, um, for uh, definitions of technical indicators, moving averages, crossover types, Bollinger Bands, another important one we'll go over uh, later on. So momentum indicators like the RSI, MACD that I talked about uh, just briefly in the first episode, those are great indicators as well to look at. So we'll just look at the target price chart. So first, it opened up as line price chart, but I always like to look at it in terms of candles, hollow candles, or bars. You can also do colored bars on Yahoo Finance. So just whichever one you like to use the best, it's your prerogative, just however you, however you think you can conceptualize it the best, but just go over it quick again. For, uh, for colored bars or hollow bars, the, for when they're red or you know it's a negative closing day, when you have that top line right here on the left side higher than the, than the line on the right side. And you know that the stock ended up being pretty much green on the day when you have that line end down here. Uh, I mean, uh, so open the day down here and then close the day up here further. So go back to that on the hollow candles. For hollow candles, remember conceptualize that last time is basically like, let's think about like having like toothpaste or something like that. So for hollow candles, you know that, uh, so like for the green ones, you can also look at volume as well, depending on the chart type you're looking at. So these empty ones are gonna be days where you started down here at the bottom line of the candle and you closed up here. So just think of empty and toothpaste, right? And then this green line right here, uh, you'll have that on certain days here and there, but I, I would just like to think of it as when you're going up, just think when you're uh, pressing, pressing toothpaste, emptying it out, because when that happens, just by the natural force, because you're pushing, you're, you're pressing that toothpaste out, you'll notice how your hands, you know, kind of just briefly move up when you do that. Just think of that's what's happening with your, with your price chart on here. And then same thing for the red bars or the red candles. Let's say that basically you have a bucket of water, right? And pouring, pouring into that bucket of water. So it fills up here. What happens if you got buckets of water you're holding and then they get filled up? You get weighed down, they drop, right? So that's like your line starting up here to begin the day and then ending down here. And these little lines that extend up and down above, above the little um, uh, candles as well. So those are what they call wicks. So it's like the wicks on a candle, right? So longer wicks, if you have very long wicks on the candle, that means you had more volatility that day or you traded in a, in a larger range. But if you have more so of this actual bar here, that can mean that you also had a bigger price jump in that day. And if you have smaller wicks, then that's more of a consolidation of price uh, during that trading day. So you had a much narrower range on the 19th here compared to the range of trading you had on the 19th of May. Or 19th of May, uh, stock here opened at 210, closed at 219. Whereas you go back here to April 19th, it opened at 209.49 and it closed at 20, it closed at a 208.65. So it also depends on these candles, uh, what you're looking at in terms of the closing price for how you're for how you're doing your candles and your technical indicators. If you're going off opening price, if you're going off the high price of the day, but for back test purposes, which is just basically looking at past movements to help inform future ones. The main rule of thumb is basically to look at 
the closing price and to base off of the closing price. So let's look right here real quick for a first indicator. Let's look at moving average, right? So 20 day moving average. I'm gonna make that a purple line, just keeping it simple for the type because you also have the exponential you can use, bunch of different ones on here, but I like to stick to the simple and the exponential field. It's gonna focus on the closing price field, right? And then it's going to be a purple bar. So you just see how that moves with the stock right here, right? So you got that 20 day moving average. So what that does, how it's calculated is uh, from, let's say from this line right here, May 7th, the past 20 closing prices each trading day leading up to, to that closing price on May 7th, that's how it's calculating that moving average. So it's every trading day about back to here or so. So 20 trading days, that's about the same amount of trading days that you're going to have in a month. It's a little less, but close enough, because you got to remember not trading on weekends. You have holidays and things of that nature that end up getting smoothed out. Uh, and, and then another common line that's used is the 50 day moving average. It's like kind of does about two months or so. And then another one people will really like to use uh, is, you know, like the 200 day moving, excuse me, 200 day moving average, because that'll help you find trends over the vast majority of the year and spans multiple quarters as well. So 20 day moving average, 50 day moving average, 200 day moving average are the main ones people like to use. Before I do a bit more of a deep dive into those 50 and 200 day moving averages, just gonna look real quick at this one right here. So I'm gonna make this uh, light blue line. So this is going to be an exponential 20 day moving average. So look at the difference and how this reacts to the price movements a little quicker. So you get this jump right here on April 15th on target. That's TGT for the ticker. For those of you listening just on the podcast, we have that jump right here. They kind of move in tandem a little bit, right? But then you get this drop over here from April 19th to April 26th in the candles. Notice how long it takes the 20 day regular moving average to react to that drop in comparison to the 20 day exponential moving average. Remember that little bit I said about earlier about how some of these moving averages can be looked at as ways to find resistance and support lines. Resistance and support lines are basically lines of uh, share prices that you'll kind of see stocks following a little bit. And if you see here how, wow, that just bounces right off that 20 day moving average and just starts coming right back up, right? So in a lot of cases, as in here, you'll see May 12th, May 13th, we break below that trend. Oh, that could, you know, signal bearishness, but Target did have earnings, blowout earnings, and kind of, and that helped it come up a bit. So this, these days right around here, uh, CPI numbers, consumer price index numbers were coming out. There's a lot of markets selling that day. So a lot of sector rotation just in general. So, you know, sometimes this isn't always going to be absolutely perfect. But at the end of the day, what matters is that you're at least learning these tools so you have something to base your strategies off of. So I'm going to change this to a 21-day exponential moving average real quick just to show something. So common pair that people like to use, that people that are day traders, uh, you know, like to use, not saying you should be a day trader by any means, just giving you this information so you have it. 
So they like to use the eight day exponential moving average and the 20 day, 21 day exponential moving average as two of their main lines to look at when looking for support and resistance. Uh, is, that's something that'll tie into things such as MACD moving average convergence divergence. You can kind of see in real time how these lines are moving. See, all right, are we above the eight day moving average trend signaling uh, bullishness, at least in the short term? Are we below it and trending closer to the 21 day? which would be either bearishness or consolidation, depending on how close you are to that 21 day line or if you're or if you're below it. So now that we've just gone over that real quick, I'm just gonna show you those 20 day simple moving average. Combine that with the 50 day simple moving average, which I'm gonna put here in orange. And then finally combine that with the 200 day simple moving average, which I'm going to put, uh, let's do in blue. So you can see on here, target that 200 day simple moving average is really low. So if we extend back about nine months, because that's around the period that 200 days extends back to, that would have been about August of 2020. If you look back here on the price chart, all the way back to August 2020, it kind of makes sense. So back at that time, this stock was trading around 125, yeah, 120 to 140 or so a share. And now these days we're trading all the way up. It closed today at 225. It takes a long time for a 200 day moving average to factor some a price move that large in. Because remember, you're taking the last 200 trading days. That's a lot of time, people. So again, you just got to be very wary of these things and know, okay, just because this moving average is low or different right now doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's not completely accurate or it's not, or, or it's not giving me the information I need. In, in many terms, because you're using these longer term trends compared to the short term trends, you're actually looking at a bigger price history and allowing yourself to look at more information and really conceptualize it in the nature of, all right, okay, I'm having a bigger price movements lately. So I have these up here, but I got to remember that my baseline, if things were to go wrong or the bearish case, it could trend closer to this 200 day. So this factors into something that people call the golden cross and the death cross. Uh, a death cross uh, is like when the 50-day moving average, this orange line here, crosses below this 200-day. Because what does that tell you? That means a shorter-term trend, the 50-day, the price movements in the last 50 days are becoming a lot more bearish in comparison to the price movements that we've had the last 200 trading days. That's, that's momentum right there. That's downward momentum in the short-term compared to the long-term. So people are going to look at that and be like, oh, okay, that means the stock is in a bearish trend. Whereas a golden cross, the good one, is when this 50-day line crosses above the 200, because that's when you get to see, oh, okay, we're jumping up again. We're in a bullish trend. This stock's about to pop. So if, if you look back here, what happens right around here, April 1st April and April 3rd, we get a death cross. And that was those COVID times and everything was going on. If you pay close attention to that, if you pay very, very close attention to that, what you will notice, what you will notice is that we have this aspect of a bottoming kind of right here on April 3rd, right when we get that cross, you know, Congress had those, had those CARES Act, all that money coming in, so that really helped. 
And then when we look a little further and see, all right, after we get the death cross, you know, we have that price drop coming right into it. But then we kind of leveled out because if you notice on this 20 day moving average, oh, that's rising again. So that's, an, so that's why you got to look at the short and long term. This 20 day moving average at the time was moving closer to the 50 day as the stock started coming up again. So that was a shorter time range with more bullish price movements than the next shortest time range in moving averages, which was slightly bearish. So it starts to get even. And then right here on the 23rd, what do we have? 23rd, 24th, we start to get closer to a cross. And those two cross the, the 20 day and the 50 day on this target TGT ticker on April 28th, 2020. What do we see there? See green candles coming up, see some price jumps. And we see that line solidify a little more closer to this 200 day moving average line. Keep moving a little further and going and going. Prices are stable, still moving up. And whoa, whoa, whoa. What do we have here? 50 day moving average crossing the 200 day moving average on June 12th of 2020, a golden cross. For those of you that were paying attention to the markets last year, last summer, right that time right around Memorial Day going into June was right when more states were starting to open up and people were getting more bullish on the market as well. So this was a time that everyone was like, oh, okay, market sentiment's better. Let me start pouring some more money into the market. Markets had stabilized more. We we're in more of a bullish trend in the relative indexes for a sustained period of time. Just some of that fear had been wrung out of the market. We just keep looking here as we just keep rising and rising. And, and over here, we see right, around, right at the end of July. Oh, whoa, 20-day moving average going away from the 50-day moving average. So we see that price diverge a bit more. We see all the moving averages gaining space between them, but especially gaining, gaining a, a variance between them at a quicker rate between that 20-day moving average and that 50-day moving average in comparison to the change between this 50 line and the 200 line. So that tells me when I'm looking at this chart, oh, we're getting really bullish in the short term. We're probably primed for some kind of jump in this stock. And as you can see here, August 18th opened at 137 for, for target, closed at 136.90. What do we have? The 19th closed at 154.22. So that was right around earnings big earnings jump as well, you know, had summer spending, things of that nature. That's that macro factor as well. I've talked about in a past podcast and just referenced a little bit, those macro factors, they matter, you know, like what's happening long-term, how likely people are to be spending money, how much money are they spending? Are they saving for another time? What kind of industries are people kind of spending money on at this time of year? Cause that affects a company's bottom line. Like if they're more of a cyclical stock, if they, that means they're seeing more inflows in revenue and also earnings certain periods of the year compared to others versus if they're a stock that just kind of has close to the same performance all throughout the year. So here's last thing for the day, just to make sure we keep it short and sweet on, on the day, we got RSI. So period that you get to look at it for on Yahoo Finance automatically 14 day. RSI line purple and show the zones and then overbought at 80, oversold at 20. So this is where you get in a bit of a debate. In times when the market is less volatile, meaning when you're seeing less of the big up days and then big down days and quick succession, in those times, 
I don't like to use a 14-day RSI. Personally, I like to use a six-day RSI because that tells me the relative strength in a shorter time span. It also gives me another time span worth of indicators I'm looking at on my overall chart because when you have more volatility, price moves closer to the present really matter in terms of sentiment of the market. At least that's what I have seen in my time trading. And I also like to change that overbought, oversold to 70-30 because, I mean, you'll have times where 70-30 where will work. You'll have times where it won't as well for being a leading indicator. I mean, 80-20 might work better in times of increased volatility. It really depends on how you look at your chart and what you decide works best for your process and your trading strategy. So if I put these marks at 70 and 30 here on target, let me just zoom in a little more to the present. If you guys look here, all right, March, beginning of March, we had the whole market really go to that bit of that downturn. And uh, you can see how target became heavily oversold. So the oversold line on here was closer to about, so we're looking at 70, 30. What that means is when the RSI, when that, when the number is below 30, you're trending towards oversold, meaning too much of the shares, you know, been sold in this period of time. So more likely than not, you're going to have a bit of a small correction in prices. And if it's oversold, meaning that you'll see prices stabilize or, or come up slightly. Whereas if you become overbought over 70, because that's where my indicator line is in this case, then you're going to see those prices you know, stabilize a little bit or drop slightly because you're getting people buying in too much of a frenzy. And, you know, eventually like, just like supply and demand, your supply and demand curve, you get to that equilibrium point. I mean, at some certain point, people aren't going to pay X amount for a stock. So like, oh, I can just wait and get it cheaper. Those are those overbought periods. Or at some point when a stock keeps selling off, if the long-term investors in the stock are sitting there like, all right, well, I'm going to buy the dip or I'm not selling my shares because I'm in this for long term. and I believe in this company. Those are the times where you're going to be more oversold and you're going to see that slight uptick because of sentiment like that and thinking like that uh, from, the, from the traders in the market. So if I look here, you see how like before we get all the way up to 70 again on target, we kind of float in this middle area of like 45 to 60. So there was a little antsiness in the market still all through March. We were very volatile at the time. People weren't sure like with the inflation fears, like what's going to happen. So a lot of times what you'll see is instead of just popping straight from below that 30 line to above that 70 line is kind of settling out in the middle a little bit as the stock kind of consolidates in price before it makes the next jump. And then what matters is whether the bulls take over or whether the bears take over. So we're in a key range as well with these moving averages. And as you can tell here, all right, my 20 day moving average really bottoms right here on March 18th. My 200 days still moving up. My 50 became pretty much flat. Well, if my 20 day bottomed right here and our RSI is 50 or higher, then to me, that's okay, bullish momentum. This would have been a great day to buy some target shares. If you're a person that's long-term on the stock or looking to do a momentum or swing trade on it or whatever it is. And if you notice the next day, we have that immediate jump in relative strength, strength index all the way over 70. And we see it sustained for a few, 
for a few trading weeks, actually, as the stock keeps moving up higher and higher and higher. But what you notice as well, you see that 20-day moving average continuing to go, and it finally crosses that 50-day. What happens the day after it crosses the 50-day moving average? You get another gap, gap up, as they'll call it, with, with these indicators, uh, with the candles right here. So again, these are just tools to look at, to put in your tool chest, so you really understand what these things on the chart mean, and so you can find good entry points as well, because it doesn't just matter if you have a good stock that you're looking at, but what is your entry point? Are you buying in at the top, and it's going to fall in the short term, and that would matter if you're more of a swing trader, where you're just trying to trade stocks in a shorter time frame, or, or if you're a long-term investor, well, I don't want to be someone that ends up buying the stock, you know, in this case up here on January 13th, if I'm seeing, oh, look at how high this RSI is up in the 90s. All right, that's going to be dropping in the short term. Instead, I could just wait for that RSI to cool off a little bit. And I could buy instead over here around the end of January when the price collapsed a little bit closer to 180. See, early January is 196. Here is 183. It's a difference of $13, $14 a share. But if you would have entered here instead, if you look at later how, how in March we do go down, but we, we go down to 169. But however, I am still seeing with the 50-day moving average, it's still moving up relatively compared to everything else because in that last part of 2020, you know, again, this is why the longer term averages matter. We were still so far below what we were trading at in the winter. So on average, we're still in that kind of more bullish sentiment in the longer indicators, maybe not the shorter ones, but in the longer ones. Now, let's say I change. So again, to this 21 day exponential moving average, this last thing we'll go over real quick, just so you can see it live in the eight day uh, exponential. Look at those price moves right there. Kind of odd, right? How with that exponential average, you see these candlesticks pretty much match the movement of these moving averages. This is why the moving averages matter. And this is why technical analysis matters, just really gives you that ability to see the price movements over time and to pick entry points, exit points, all those things. You see here, we have this gap up right here, we call this. What do we see? What do we see there? All right, eight day moving average, moving up and away from the 21 day moving average. Bullish trend, right? They're gaining variance between them. I'm in a bullish trend right there. RSI's hitting high, you know, still, still going high. So I might wanna be a little wary but if I was if I was using the exponential moving averages instead of just the regular moving averages, I would see okay. But I can handle a little bit more of this risk, seeing that short-term price movements are having much more of an effect than RSI to the general market because people are still buying here, right? Exactly. And then when I look as well over here, when it dips, what happened? My eight-day exponential moving average right here on February 25th crosses below my 21-day exponential moving average. So that's a bearish trend. We drop, right? And we came up below these supporting, these support lines of these moving averages, which could mean, you know, more downward movement. 
but I can also see the RSI is pretty much close to bottom. The lowest it can go is zero. It's not usually not going much lower than 10 to 15. But if I see it around 15, I know, okay, this could keep going lower, but let me just keep watching to see because I might still have a solid entry point coming up. So if I would have kept watching the stock for a few more days, I would have seen, okay, here on the 8th, we got the RSI coming back up. But not just that, this eight-day exponential moving average kind of bottoms and starts to move up a little more. So the reason I went into this in a little more detail with these moving averages this time in the RSI is because it builds us perfectly into next week's topic, in which we'll be covering MACD, moving average, convergence, divergence. The tools of moving averages, exponential moving averages, relative strength index, and also uh, MACD, moving average, convergence, divergence, are some of my absolute favorite tools to use. If you can do those things combined with reading stock charts, candlesticks, and also volume, those are exceptional ways to really get into trading and really analyzing securities for the time that you're going to hop in for a buy, or it might be time to sell, or it might be time to reposition how much money you have in certain stocks in your portfolio as well. But again, because it's for educational purposes only, I'm going to make sure that I leave you with the disclaimer. And this is, again, just so you know, this is for educational purposes. We will continue to repeat this because it's all about you really trusting yourself and building your process. Can teach a man to fish or can give a man a fish? We're looking more to teach you how to fish so you can continue to fish on your own, so you can continue to make these returns on your own, and so you can pass this knowledge on to your friends, to your family, to anyone around you so that you can really get this mindset and spread these ideas around because you can come up with better trading uh, tactics as well if you keep talking to other people about how you trade. So that's what it's all about, having that community presence and really building it out together. So my apologies again for you know all the allergy things and everything today and having this come out late, but just wanted to make sure I got this out to y'all today. Technical Tuesdays, episode two, playing out with a disclaimer, and we'll be back with Time Out Thursdays with Darius Salibi. The Blacksmith Capital Research website, newsletter, and related social media posts, content, and podcasts are provided for general informational purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.